Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. Max and Edward are here. Yeah. Gentlemen, nice to see you again. Uh, yeah. Uh, so both of these guys went to the Burnley match last weekend. Uh, Max is trying to decide if he's going to the Brighton match this weekend. Edward's just going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. He's got so many... You know, video gigs that they always are like, here's the tickets, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, must be hey, nice. The season ticket I bought off my own back here. And I, oh, I, you did this, the, the, the whole one? This pool right here is bought as early for next season as well. Oh, yeah? Oh, don't know why. I actually, I would actually <laughs> feel okay with doing next season, though, because I think, I don't know, yeah. I've got some optimism about next season. Am I absolutely insane? And then when it gets announced that Allardyce signs a new contract. Damn it! Oh, it, it, it's kind of like the, the delayed sense of optimism from the start of this season, isn't it? Really, you know, we kind of yeah. think, all oh, right, this this season just been a massive speed bump, and you know, this looks like it could be this season if we do get a progressive manager in, where you know the sparks could fly. So, yeah, yeah. I can understand. Yeah, I don't know. I, it reminds me of right after we got Cumin. It's like I'm kind of expecting someone, uh, a manager around that level. You know, some some something that's going to generate excitement. So you yeah. know, and and, my, and I I, I got to be honest though, I'm not planning on seventh. I'm not planning on Europe next season because I no. after after the Burnley loss, I'm just sort of expecting us to get points from home games. Yeah, no, bet, bet any money. Once we get forty points, we'll play well and we'll get up higher. Bet any money because there'll be no pressure and Sam yeah. will have his job. Put your money where your mouth is on that statement, mate. <laughs> uh, Not going to happen. Not going to happen this season. I kind of don't want... I'm kind of quite on the fence at the minute. I kind of want it to happen, but don't want it to happen because I want the club to be successful, but I also don't want it to mean that Sam will be in charge next season. Which yeah. sounds really harsh to say, but... I mean, honestly, I, don't, I, I think he would have to go on a serious tear to stay... At this mm. point, like I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think he's given the board or Mashiri because that's who's really mattering here. I don't mm-hmm. think he's really given given him enough confidence, and I still worry that Mashiri was not wanting Sam in the first place. I think he well, wanted he... some big name European yeah. manager to come in. I think I think Sam's pushing pushing the agenda himself that he wants to stay next season as well. So yeah. I think the. He's kind of prompting that himself off his own back. I don't think he's got much backing for no. the club no. for next season. So, uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, I think uh, I heard rumours that Ken Wright's meant to be like stepping down like sometime soon, isn't he? Uh, I've, I've seen those float about, but they've floated about numerous times over the yeah. years. Yeah, the, the, I mean, they very they very clearly were saying March is what I've heard lately, sometime in yeah. March, and because because apparently like two years ago he told Mashiri I'll stay here for two years and then I'll let you do your thing, but yeah. again I don't know how accurate any of that stuff is. This exactly. is just it's you know Twitter you know whispering just Twitter yeah Twitter Twitter for you you know ITKs. Yeah, and sometimes I gotta be honest. I think a lot of ITKs are passing on things they genuinely have heard. Like I think mm-hmm. so, I don't think most of them make it up, but 
it just depends on who's who's telling the person who's told them. You know what I mean? Yeah. How reliable mm -hmm. is that? Um, it's always funny when you find one ITK who's gotten like a bunch of stuff right over the course of a year, and it's like <laughs> uber specific little things out of nowhere. Yeah. It's so strange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I usually follow them because I'm a sucker mm. for it. <laughs> I don't always believe it, but I like the idea of the possibilities. You know. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I want to believe oh, in enough. unicorns. ITKs are unicorns. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not ITKs are unicorns. Correct ITKs are like unicorns. Good ones. Genuine, in the know, as as the word, as the phrase suggests, in yeah. the know, not in the sort of kind of I might be knowing, you know? Uh, yeah. so, ITG, in the guessing. <laughs> hell, I could be ITG. Uh, uh, so yes, we could be signing Messi in the summer. Meh, <laughs> in the guess. Uh, so just for uh, for the pod people out there, to, this is what the show is going to look like. It's going to like it's going to be a little abbreviated. Um, we're going to start with a Brighton preview, guys. That game's going to happen whether we like it or not on Saturday. Um, additionally, we are going to. We're going to dig into all of the loans, all of the players on loan that Everton have out there to the various clubs. I'm talking every single one. And we want to kind of analyze their chances, each one's chances of playing the first team. You know, we're not going to get that deep in each player because we'll be here all day if we do. But, uh, yeah, it seems like it could be a healthy little segment. Um, and lastly, we're going to finish with a Remember Me, a nice, very nice Costa Rican fellow Named Brian Oviedo. Yeah. So, uh, guys, let's let's jump on this Brighton preview. Um, let me let me ramble off all their uh, all their stats. Their current form: they're tenth in the table at thirty four points. They are joint with us at thirty four points, but their goal diff is better than us. Yes. Uh, they're eight, ten, and eleven. Recently, they have a 2-1 win over Arsenal, a 4-1 win over Swans, and a 1-1 draw with Stoke. So they're in decent form right now. Okay, uh, so Their injuries right now, I think it's Scalotto. Scalotto. Uh, basically, he, he, uh, he kind of got a concussion, it seemed like. Maybe a mm. slight concussion. With collapse match, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a pretty hard hit. Should have been a card. Nothing happened. Uh, I guess that, yeah, uh, that happens when the referee knows that the player has a yellow card and they're scared. Uh, so, and uh, I think uh, Skalak, I think those, both those players are about 75% chance to play. Uh, maybe in, maybe out. Uh, I'm assuming Skaloto is going to play uh, just because he's a normal starter. And if you're mm -hmm. healthy enough, you know how it works in the Premier League. Um, so uh, possible lineup. Uh, Matt Ryan, Scalotto, Dunk, Duffy, oh <laughs> Duffy, uh, Bong, uh, Knockart, Stevens, Proper, Izquierdo, Gross, and Murray. So that's probably what we're looking at. Danger men, you got to think. Uh, is it pa Pascal Gross? Pascal yeah, Gross. That guy's great. You know? like, well, you can't you can't ignore Glenn Murray the form he's been in this season. Yeah, I've I've been taking the piss out of him with the Brighton fan a couple of times, but he has he's banged them in. Gross hasn't hasn't he got like more assists now than Özil? Um, oh, 
can't remember who it is exactly, but it's like a lot of the top six players. He's yeah, got more assists than that. I haven't seen the stats, but he's a fantastic player, Pascal Gross, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You you only have to you've only had to watch him this season, the way he kinda of conducts that midfield and I think Glenn Murray came out himself and said that Pascal Gross is one of the best players that he's played with. So I think we've we've definitely got to be aware of that type of player that can you know, when he picks his head up and the way he reads what's in front of him, particularly mm-hmm. against, you know, we don't know what back line we're going to field. And yeah. I think our, all our opinions on our current defence are well known. So, uh, yeah, definitely a danger, man. Isn't he the one that provided the cross for the Murray goal against Arsenal? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I know That's that... also something to watch out for. I know that because he's on my uh, my fantasy Premier League team. Gross. <laughs> I picked him up early. Cause, I uh, gave up on that months ago. He, no, I actually keep up with it because I'm a dork. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Glenn Murray, I was going to say Glenn Murray just because, uh, you know, he, he, he knows my, my sister and her husband because they both used mm-hmm. to play for the Wilmington Hammerheads together. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny how that works out. I remember, like when I saw when I saw my brother-in-law one time, he's like, "Oh yeah, a guy I used to play with right now has more goals in the championship, more goals this season than any other player in Europe." You know, I was mm-hmm. like, "Who is that?" And this is when he played for Palace, and they were in the championship, and and he was like Glenn Murray. And so I looked him up. I was like, "Oh my god, that's, <laughs> that's awesome!" You know, so you guys meet Premier League players all the time. I just think it's cool that I know somebody who played with one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm such a fanboy goober, but but uh, so Glenn Murray's really good in the air. We know that, and he just knows where to be. He just mm. understands spacing. He knows where to be. East, doesn't it? Yeah, and Izquierdo and Knockhart are two really solid players on the outside. Um, That's great. And, and and I hesitate to to completely leave out their defense because they usually don't get scored on too much. Uh, they're just mm. a sound team all around. They're just yeah. very sound. They've adapted brilliantly since since coming up to to the prem, and I think well, one thing that's you know certainly been noticeable about Brighton is is the fact that game by game, their intensity and how they adapt to each game that they play it's been it's been noticeable because I feel like you know particularly that that Arsenal game I feel was kind of the the, the summit of, of 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 all the performances this season the the intensity and the desire that they showed and. I think it's um, I think it's safe to say that they won't go down this season, and, and uh, that's a testament to them. I think they're a bit of a bit like was it Bournemouth? As soon as they came up, they sort of they did all right, didn't they? Bournemouth when mm-hmm. they came up, I think it's sort of that first season. But now, what will happen with them next season? Like a second season syndrome or something? But fair play to Chris Hewson, he's done absolutely brilliant with them. Yeah. Um, do you reckon? He'll be one that we'll go for, or not, in terms of manager. I don't Just think so. No, no, particularly while Mashiri is at the at the um, the head of it all. I feel like Mashiri is kind of the kind of man who who looks for those luxurious names in a way. Um, he looks so at the one on top shelf. <laughs> Yeah, well, even if it is a bit of a smoke screen, it's nice to show. It's nice to see that we're we're at least. Going Show for it. A bit of yeah. yeah, and I think uh, I don't know. I uh, yeah, I mean, I I think he's a, sa- a solid manager. I think he's done a great job at bringing them up. But I think I, I think the ambition is going to be going to be more than him. Which sounds it sounds very cocky to say that uh, when we're talking about a manager who's done quite well at Brighton. But 
I think Mushiri is all about a sexy name. That's what he mm-hmm. was looking for. That's why he got Kuman. Mm-hmm. You know, he just wants. And I realize Big Sam is like the anti-sexy <laughs> name. I know that. That was a panic hire. I think we all get that. But I think he's, I, I don't know, I, I think he genuinely does have, I, you know, he wants a Simeone, but he. I think that, that might not be realistic. We'll see. But Fonseca, I think, is really in his sights. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, 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 that. yeah, I would too, because that would kind of give us a Mendes or Mendez connection, uh, mm-hmm. which would be interesting for our players, you know, <laughs> potential players, right? So, but anyway, back to Brighton because we're talking about them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it was going south. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, so uh, who who is going to start with us right now? Our only our only real out. That's the, you know besides the obvious ones, uh, Williams got the red card last game with a really heady play, um, so dumb, so so mm-hmm. dumb, uh, yeah. So not really worthy of a comment. Yeah, bizarre. Don't get me started on him. Yeah. Um, so he's out, um, and we know Mangala's out, of course, and uh, you know McCarthy. All the all the same folks are out. Uh, Standard yeah, ones. Well, uh, it looked like you know we've been given a boost with the with um, they've said Jagielka and yes. and, and Baines. Yes, like um, yeah, as well. So you know it's nice to see the um, a few names coming off the injury list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and honestly, I could easily see Jag starting. Yeah, yeah it could legitimately happen. Um, so. Uh, We have to start thinking about who we're going to start, all right? Uh, Handing the baton to one of you. One more thing to clear up again. This is who we think Sam will start. Do you know, do you know what? I, I, was, I was just going to comment on that. I genuinely think we should start saying who we want to start. Just, yeah. just to, to cut out all the bullshit of the comments. <laughs> saying, what is that defense? Why are you putting in Martin? We need to cut. Like, this is who we want to start. Not who we think that man in the dugout will start, because we know that you know his selections aren't perfect and his decision making can be questionable at times. Let's do both, because right. I don't have many changes between what who will actually start and who I want to start. No, actually, that's the same thing for me. Yeah. So, so why don't why don't we just do both? Uh, say the one you you want you think Big Sam will do, and then we'll say what we want. Yeah. Right. Twist. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> Max, what do you got? Well, for Sam, I think it'll be Pickford in goal, um, Jagielka and Keane at centre-half. I still don't think he's going to play Leighton Baines. I don't know why. I think he's going to err on the side of caution, much to the much to the discontent of the fans. I think it's going to be Martina at left-back, Coleman at right-back. I've got. I'm inclined to say he's, to say he's going to stick with that midfield just because Gilfie Sigurdsson did play well. But um, again, I, I've said numerous times how how exposed that left the defence against Burnley. I think it's going to be um, Davies, Gay, and Sigurdsson in the midfield, and particularly with the rumbles of, of Dominic Calvert Lewin getting an England call off, I think he's going to start again. I think it's going to be um, Calvert Lewin, Tosin, after particularly after the goal, and mm-hmm. Walcott. I'm sort of confused. Uh, for some reason, I lost count. I thought you actually had extra. So no Rooney in that. Is that what you're saying? No Rooney. No Rooney no. and add Calvert-Lewin instead, correct? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, now I got it. 
<laughs> yeah, that's not who I want to start, though. Who, who, how no. would you do it? Right. Pickford, Baines, Jagielka, Holgate, Coleman, Davies, Rooney, Gay, Sigurdsson, Tolson, Walcott. So, I'll just go ahead and blow the suspense. That's who I want to start, down to the man. <laughs> down to the man. Now, my, my, my prediction for what Sam's going to do is, is, to be honest, different than yours. But who we want to start, Max and I are completely identical. Okay? Great minds think alike. Just, just or, or maybe, yes, thanks for that. Or maybe warped ones. We'll see. Well, <laughs> Yeah, Edward, we haven't heard yours yet, but uh, really quickly I'll say my, my predicted ones and then we'll get both of yeah, Edward's lineups. Pickford, Coleman, I think he'll go Keane and Jagielka. All right. Uh, and I think he'll go with Baines, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Because. He's going to go with the left back. Why not? Dude, you know, I would love to see it, you know? <laughs> but I think he'll do it finally. Uh, Gay, Rooney, Davies, I think he's going to return to that. Original. I, th- I think one of the reasons maybe he went with the, that lineup last week may have been to give Rooney a little bit of a rest. I don't know because mm-hmm. he, he played a little bit second half. I don't know. Um, sometimes you got to do that for an older guy. Uh, but uh, Gay Rooney Davies and then Walcott Sigurdsson Tosin. Uh, that's what I think he'll do. Uh, and the only difference that I have in all of that is put Holgate in for Keane. You know, just I don't think he's going to bench Keane. But I would like to, because I still don't know what Holgate has done to not be in the lineup. Mm. And uh, I, I, I'd like to say, you know, I want to see Keane play and I want to see Keane thrive. But I just feel like putting him alongside Mason Holgate, who, you know, to, to Mason Holgate's credit, the way he plays and the way he conducts himself, he does seem like a senior member of the squad. But mm. I feel like it's um, it put a lot. Um, it saved the the increased heart rate. If we put him alongside Jags, I think. I do think Keane will do better with, with Jags, but it looked like his communication with Williams was shit. Yeah, um, that's putting and, it lightly. You know, and that's, you know, maybe I'll use stronger words next time. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was just, it was so bad. There's so many, like, little communication errors that could be resolved if they just, you know, spoke more. On the field, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because you see these players yelling at each other all game long. Uh, um, so yeah, so that's mine, Edward. What do you got? Well, I think he'll put out um, Pickford, Coleman, Keane, Jagielka, Martina, Gay, Davies. Uh, I think he's going to go back to it with Rooney, Sigurdsson, Walcott, Tosin. I think that's what he'll go with. What I would like to see, actually, I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball in. As you uh, are, uh, that's, that's your want. <laughs> uh, yeah, because apparently I'm not a great mind and all that. Just so. Oh, um, come on. <laughs> come on. Touchy. Just a different um, kind of great mind, man. But, yeah, I'll go Pickford-Coleman. Yeah, I'm going to definitely throw a curveball in. I'm going to say Keane and Funes Mori and Baines in as well actually have a balanced back four. Ooh, 
bad balance. Bad, I don't think balance is the correct word there, mate. Are you judging bad. his his picks, Max? Already, it's so fast. It's it, it, it's the way my mind thinks. I can see holes and things straight away. One real, 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 real it out. Um, no, I, I, I think um, I personally would like to see Gay um, Davies and Rooney back in. I would like to see Rooney back in because I think he adds to it. Sigurdsson, I will actually, contrary to all my comments earlier on in the season, I want Sigurdsson out on the left, Tosin in the middle, Walcott on the right, because Calvert-Lewin did nothing. He did nothing on the left, and there's no point in him playing if he's playing in a wing position because his best position is a striker. So, if we're going by that, that is my team I want. Right, I just right, I just want to question you on that back line. Do you think? Okay. Hold on, clarify, think, re- repeat the back line again, just to work, so we're refreshed. Coleman, Keane, Funes Mori, Baines. Do you think it's sensible putting Funes Mori in for his first game in the Premier League since returning from injury with uh, another centre half who's very low on confidence and form at the minute? It's a fair point. Um... I think I think that could be a viable partnership in you know given time, but I think just for yeah. his first game back, I feel like partnering partnering him with with Keane, and um, it looks a bit like a recipe to the for disaster to me. But if you think about it like this, Furnas Murray's just completed ninety minutes, kept a clean sheet in the under twenty threes, but he's played in more recent games than Jagielka. Jagielka will be coming back in. All right, he brings a captain role. But Funes Mori, I think, could actually bring a bit more confidence, maybe for Keane, you know, having a player that's actually got a better left foot than Ashley Williams. Um, so I, I would actually be tempted to roll the dice and give it a go. I mean, it, it is, it is a big risk to take, but I think, I think actually someone different apart from Jagielka and Williams would do Keane something good. You know, might give him a bit of oh. Actually, he's willing to put risks in. I might might be able to do well with this. Yeah, I think if I'm going to put Funes Mori in right now with who we have at our disposal, I would probably throw him in with Jags just because of the experience level and communication, just because yeah. it would be his first game back. Um, yeah. Keen being so low on confidence, I would even prefer him with Holgate, which I think would not be too bad. I'm still... I'm still not 100% on Funes Mori, if I'm going to be honest. I think mm. I, I love the fact that he friggin' wins headers, headers like a salmon. He's, he just, yeah. he's, he's so he's tall like and he can, one he can jump he's so like a, high. He's yeah. like a taller centre-back, isn't he, as well? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to bring that point even further. He'll win the headers from the cross that Pascal Gross will be putting in. Because mm. he'll actually be going for them. Mm. Mm. And I think he's going to have that little bit extra confidence. He's going to be back at Goodison wanting to prove to Sam, I am staying in this team, whether you like it or not. The fans want me in. I'm going in. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I I just want to see him play a few games and not have those brain farts. That's what I'd yeah. like. I just, want yeah. to, I, just, I just want to see him not do that. I didn't see it when I watched him play uh, U23s, but that was U23 level. You know? That's still, mm-hmm. you know... Um, and there's a possibility that Sam just doesn't want to play him. Yeah, you, I think that's a, that's a possibility for a lot of players, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm out of fingers on my list. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Too many. Uh, I'd run out of fingers and toes. The amount I can think of. So, so guys, predictions. We need to do that. Yeah. One nil the Blues. You know, I'll go with that as well. I, and actually, that's probably the first time this season my heart and head are agreeing on one. Well, who wants to argue with that? Uh, <laughs> dude, worlds are colliding, Edward. <laughs> Hard and head. Worlds are colliding. Uh, yeah, that's... I mean, it's been snowing today. So, I'm actually sort know. of scared. Uh, it's, like, it's like one of the signs of the apocalypse. Edward's head and <laughs> yeah, heart are merging. <laughs> uh, I was going to say 2-1. 2-1 Blues. Uh, mm. And I will even say the goal scorers. Murray, Ooh. Walcott, and Neos comes off the bench to get the winner. We can hope. I'm making overly... That, I'll take my shirt off and hold it like that. <laughs> I'm making my overly specific oh, predictions, guys. <laughs> that, mm. that never works. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, I guess that is it for our Brighton preview. Uh, let's hope it is a little bit better watch than last week's match was. I don't even have a really clever name for this segment. Um, we're talking about our players that are out on loan. Okay? Uh, the ones, uh, we have a lot of them. Some of them are U23s. Some of them are, are players that were first team members at the beginning of the season. So what we, what we want to do is kind of really quickly say who the player is, say where they are, say how they're doing, and then give a percentage of, of their chances to be on first team next season. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so... This it wouldn't be as long as Chelsea's. Yo, oh, that's true. Because ah, they ah, have so many players. So many. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But it's a pretty solid system of theirs they got going. You yeah, know? It so, is. So, buy, buy every young player from everywhere and then just sell them on for loads of money. Or just put them on loan for a long time and maybe they'll never, ever play for Chelsea. Ever. <laughs> yeah. And then regret selling one sooner or later. Maybe once, twice. No, maybe three times. When they come back to the Premier League and come really successful, it's ha- that happens a few times with them. Yeah, yeah, interesting enough. But it's immense numbers they're dealing with. So, whatevs. So we're going to start with one that's been in the news recently uh, that people were really have been complimenting a lot, um, and I think all of us thought this loan was necessary. Mo Besic to Middlesbrough. I think all of us wanted him to get some time. We knew that if he went to Middlesbrough, he would get some. He would get to play. He, uh, Pulis is coaching, uh, the managing, uh, and yeah, and people uh, are basically saying he might hold the key to their season right now. Uh, great, that is yes. amazing. <laughs> he's getting More minutes. Money. He's getting minutes, and he's imported to the team. That's wonderful. All right. Um, however, there's two ways of looking at this. Number one, he's getting experience, and he comes back to us, and he gets to play. Or two. He gets minutes, he comes back, and then we sell him, like Edward said, for more money than we would have initially. Okay? Mm. I think Mo Besic, depending on the manager, has maybe a 30% chance of playing with our first team next season. Is he? is he like 25? 25. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him back, but <laughs> who he's going to go over. Yeah. That's the problem. I'm- I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here because I feel like if 
we stick with this this um, three in the middle system that we've got and, and how that kind of covers the defence yet you know the, the way they all kind of work in rotation mm-hmm. and, and you know one goes one stays etc I feel like he'd thrive in that system and mm-hmm. he seems to be sort of a, a jack of all trades particularly for Middlesbrough now we're, see, we're mm-hmm. kind of seeing that you know the kind of um, yeah I, I love the way I love the way um, I've, I'm sure I've seen a few interviews where he refers to the, the roles that he plays as the numbers. He says, I can be an eight, I can be a six, I yeah. can be a four. You know, and I, I genuinely do believe he has, you know, those those potential roles in him. And I think you've got to be a very um, gifted player to, 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 to pull off this three in, three in the middle system successfully. So I feel like if he continues with these, these good performances for Middlesbrough, then it wouldn't surprise me if he got into the into the the, the midfield ahead of Rooney when Rooney needs a rest. Yeah. I think my final point on him will be: wasn't he in that sort of system as well when we beat Sunderland like three 0 or something? He was in that sort of role that Gay is in, and then when he could sort of rotate it with, I think it was Davies, he was in for as well. Mm. He was a little bit rusty, but he actually was really good in that. I I remember he was very good. Yeah, I, I always chalk him up to being a player like Gay, somebody who's supposed to be everywhere, disrupting play, receive, ping the ball outside, you know, mm-hmm. keep the ball ticking over. He just tends to hold on to it a lot longer. Um, yeah. And I think he's not as mobile as Gay or as mobile as Bonangimi. Because, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, however, his versatility is helpful. I just don't know and if he's put in a damn tackle. Is he gonna? Is he gonna be fine starting the season on the bench, which is where he really should start, considering who we have. Mm. That's that's what that's one of the reasons why I'm not. I don't know. I, I love him. I think he's awesome. I want him on the first team. I just I, I worry that his time with getting consistent minutes with us is is still far away. Mm. If it's if if it's even going to happen, so mm-hmm. that's why I said thirty percent. Max, what would you say percentage wise? You say more like fifty? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say fifty-five, sixty. Wow, that's high. Cool, Edward, you? Uh, probably fifty-fifty. I'll okay. go fifty. All right, yes. I'm a negative jerk. All right, so <laughs> next, we have I'm, to deal with this guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, I have to look at me in the mirror all the time, Edward. All right, it sucks. Uh, Adam Ola-Lookman is with Red Bull Leipzig, as everybody knows. This is not news. He's not getting a lot of minutes. His first game yeah. he came in, scored a goal, uh, scored the winner. Um, but he's, just, he's not getting – I mean, like I watched him this past weekend, and he didn't come in at all. Um, so I, well, I think Leipzig was playing Dortmund. Uh, yeah. Cool game. You know, fun teams to watch, but no no Lookman. I love Dortmund. So uh, – yeah, so he's not getting much, a lot of time, but he seems to be decently happy, and he's doing okay. Um, I think he has a big chance of coming back to the first team next season. I think we're going to have a manager who wants people like him around. Uh, and so I'm thinking 95%. He's somewhere, either on the bench, somewhere mm. in the first team. What do you guys think? Mm. I um, I think if he's willing and um, wanting to, to come back to Everton, then... By all means, I feel like yeah, he's definitely going to be a name that's definitely either starting eleven or on the bench. But again, it's this kind of toxic atmosphere and environment that the club seems to just mm-hmm. manifest at the moment. And obviously, you know, he kind of forced that loan move himself. 
So it's just kind of a question for me if he's if he's willing to come back, depending on who we appoint. But um, um, I do like the system that we've got going on at the minute because you know it finally seems like we tweaked it and it you know we found something viable where players can work well. But um, definitely, I think in the long run, he could be someone that we play out wide. Mm. So I'd say about. 75%, 75, 80%. 80. I will go with the high 90s just because he is a key player. He's still young. And I do think he would come back. Although that's saying he will come back to England. Whether he'll come back to Everton is another thing because he's famous that he's gets very homesick. So I think him being in a foreign country probably last him the season. But I think he will come back to England, whether it be to Everton will be another thing but if he comes back then he will have a very very high chance of coming in because he's what we need and I personally thought on Burnley we were missing exactly what he is for that sort of wing role he's better than Calvert-Lewin when um, Calvert-Lewin is more in the centre Alright so here's an easy one Kevin Morales with Olympiacos he's not actually doing that great oddly enough as much as they love him I think he's definitely going to... Ah, they're not loving him at the minute, though, are they? No, doesn't seem like well, it. Well, his uh, sulky attitudes, apparently. Mm, and apparently he's just kind of he's been disappearing during games as well. Um, I think he's definitely going to be sold. I'm going to say 1% chance he comes back and stays. Mm, I, think he kind of, I think he's part of that, the kind of old guard now, but kind of in this transitional phase with the squad, and I feel like he's mm. unfortunately just one of those that's going to be left behind. He didn't perform at a consistent enough level. For us during his time at Everton, and then to me, it always feels like he played at his best when um, when we had a game on telly, you know, when he could showcase his skills. But um, no, I definitely don't feel like he he's going to come back into the squad. I think he's going to stay where he is. Mm. It's sad because I did respect him as a player. I thought he was a very very good player, but he's just not. He's not going to cut it. Uh, we've got so many people that are probably ahead of him, and he is how old is he now? Thirty one, something like that now. Um, so, I don't, I don't see him getting back into the team. I'll say just for the hell of it, ten, ten percent, something like that. No. Give him a bit of a chance, just because of the talent he has on his day. Mm-hmm. But on his day, he doesn't come a lot, which is a shame because I did like him. So next, uh, Sandro Ramirez with Sevilla. He's he's been getting a little bit of playing time, but he's been pretty invisible over there as well. I think there is a slight chance that he comes back if we have a different manager. Um, mm. I think it's a slight chance. It's not a high percentage. I think uh, he's got about a 15% chance of uh, – it's a low chance of him wanting to come come back. But I also think I think the grasses are not going to be as green on the other side as he thinks. You know, mm. So I'm saying 15% chance that he comes back and stays. I I. I, I echo that really um, I think yeah, with Tosin coming in and the form of Walcott uh, and I just yes. feel like he's going to get and forward he's line. not going to get ahead of them mm. next Kieran Dowell with uh, with Forrest um, 80 yeah. well he started out so strong for them you know just having some amazing goals amazing play uh, but lately he's not getting as many minutes and he, he he's been finding himself on the bench uh, more often um, if if you had asked me at the beginning of the season, after he'd play, I would have said ninety percent he's back with the first team next season. But right now, since he's kind of regressed a little bit, uh, I'm lowering my percentage. 
All right, I'm gonna say more like 65%. All right, I yeah. want, I would like him here, but I think there are uh, he uh, he's almost he's like Sigurdsson Jr. in what he provides. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I I I I think he's definitely a name that's gonna be on the bench. I think him. So yes, I do feel like he's gonna be involved with the first team squad. I just feel like it's gonna be his um his kind of um. It's it's break in season where he kind of. I hope so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Mm, yeah, so I feel like you know he, he's a young lad, local lad, so the, the the crowd will always want to see him do well, and I feel like he's going to be um, blooded in next yeah, year. Yeah, I still he's got quality about him. There's no doubt. He, he's still young though. Everyone forgets all these players coming in. They're still young. They're only like in the early twenties, if that. So. If he comes in and, I mean, if he gets his head down for Norwich and uh, Nottingham, uh, he'll do. I mean, he does well, then I say raise it up. But I, I'll stick with 80 because if he wants to stay for a little bit longer, that's fine. But if he comes into the team, he will be involved. Yeah, I'll, so go, ahead, I'll go ahead and say I, I want him in the first team. Uh, I just feel like it was more of a home run definite earlier in the season. Now that he's yeah. regressed a little bit, it's just sort of... You know, I don't know. Back to reality. Yeah. Um, I, I love the guy as a player, though. Uh, I loved watching him in the World Cup this past summer. He's just a fun player to watch. Uh, smart. And, and he's not afraid to shoot beyond the 18. And, and I feel like there's so many players that are scared to do that. Mm. Um, Garner isn't, in all fairness. So, next, uh, uh, Tyus Browning, Sunderland. Uh, he's been doing all right. With Sunderland, he's been starting. He's been playing. However, recent news. They have been poor. Yeah, they've been poor. Uh, he's been a little bit of a bright spot, sort of. But um, mm. but he's now with a groin injury. He will be out the rest of the season. Mm. So uh, I'm going to say he's got maybe, because he plays at a position, a center back where we're not particularly strong, I'm going to say a 30% chance possibility of him coming mm. back and making it with the first team. You know, yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I feel like you know, because again, you've got to, you've got to take into consideration. Granted, we're not the best in that position, but we've got quite a few numbers at defenders defensive cover. So mm-hmm. I feel like you know, we be involved with the under twenty threes more than the the first team. But quality wise, I don't see why we shouldn't give him a go. Yeah, I think he's got that experience as well. He's got more experience than a lot of the under twenty threes players anyway, hasn't he? So. I'd say I'd agree. Um, I think it's only really sort of the same. I'd go a bit higher if he didn't have the injury because that's going to halt his season. Injuries have been obviously completely. Injuries have been an issue with him for a long time, though. Um, Yeah, you know, I I I liked him when he played first team under Martinez. You know, I thought he's he's a good young player. I would have bet money that he would have been you know moved over to center back shortly afterward. But he's just had injuries. You know, it's been a big thing for him. So. Um, he's a bit of a risk if you put him on the first team. So, uh, and so after this, another Sunderland loan to follow that up. Uh, Brendan Galloway. Uh, so far, it's been sort of a bad loan for him. He got some time early on, and then it just sort of, uh, yeah, the, it didn't really get a whole lot after that. Um, yeah. uh, however, uh, with the injuries that Sunderland have had at center back, there's a possibility 
that Galloway might be brought back into the fold this weekend. Okay? So he actually might get some center back minutes, which I think is what a lot of people think is his best position anyway. He's rail thin, though. He's very thin. Mm-hmm. He's, he actually volunteered at Sunderland to play with U23s to get some to be playing at all. Uh, he's been training hard, is what Coleman said over at Sunderland. That's good. I don't think there's much of a chance of him getting into the first team. I'm putting a 3% chance because <laughs> he's just he's been so poor. I think there's something going on with him mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with what you said in that I feel like centre-back's his best position. But given our fragility at left-back and our complete inadequacy, it seems, and it just it, unable for us to get one in. It wouldn't surprise me if, you know, if Baines' injuries start, do start flaring up again in the next season, then he might get some minutes at left-back. So I'd probably go with a higher percentage of three, more towards 10, 15. But... I'd say that, yeah. I think as well, you think about it with the injuries, uh, we have got Garbert, who everyone seems to keep forgetting about. We haven't given him a chance this season, so maybe it will be time to, but... He's not had a great... I believe as well, the previous loan spell he didn't have a great one with either, was it? I can't remember who it was with exactly, but yeah, it wasn't great. So that'll lower his confidence. So I'll stick. I'll just stick with 10, just because. So to counter you guys' reason for possibly having him in the first team squad is him playing at left back, I give you Anthony Rob- Robinson... At Bolton. At Bolton, Ooh, who yeah. starts often for them. And they, and, and they're, you know, he, he's, I've heard, some people have said he's a little bit weak at the position, and other people have said he's been a rock. So it's hard, yeah. I don't watch them enough to have an opinion. I just know when yeah. he's starting regularly. Yeah, I've, I've watched Bolton a few times, and uh, he seems like the, um, the fullback of yesteryear for Everton almost, the way he kind of gets up and down. And um, doesn't seem to be pinned to that defensive position, but when when called upon for defensive duty, you know he, he is rather solid. So um, I still do think he, he'll be inclined to play more under 23s football. Mm. But mm. it wouldn't surprise me if we saw him progress through the ranks. I think. I mean, one of my friends who's a Bolton fan, he rates him very highly. He speaks of him so very, very good. So based on his, I'd say. Probably the same as Galloway, maybe 10%, 15%, just because he hasn't got any experience in first team, so he'll be probably the under-23s a bit longer. Maybe on loan a bit longer as well. My so, percentage is so I mean, much higher. <laughs> I said 40% because he plays left back. Hell, man. Because he plays left back, it's the only reason. And because he's been <laughs> starting all season, hasn't had a lot of injury issues. So, yeah. Yet. Like, no, I mean, I, I wonder, and I'm being serious, I wonder... If they would have possibly, if he had stayed U23s, if he would be training with the first team rather than Garbutt at this point. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Because I'm wondering who, uh, who they hold in higher esteem right now. And I'm not actually sure. But I think with Garbutt's supposed change of attitude, maybe it would be Garbutt now. You know? I know Unsworth values Garbutt a lot more now than he did, apparently. So, yeah. um, uh, Matthew Pennington at Leeds. He was starting well with them. He was getting a lot of minutes, but, and he got injured, and I don't think he's getting as many minutes now. Um, because I, I, I think that some people at Everton really do value him and think that he's a good player. I think they maybe value him about the same amount as Browning. Um, 
And so I'm going to say the same percentage as Browning, 30 yeah. percent. With him being all again, it's a position of need. Uh, so yeah. He kind of see, he seems to be the one of those players again that we, he kind of fluctuates between full back and centre back, mm. and we can't quite pinpoint them as you know having a, an out and out position. Um, I know he's meant to be rated very highly um, for the under twenty threes and uh, and uh, around the training ground, but again, I, I just feel like there's, there's too many numbers in that position, and I feel like if he was going to make an impact at Everton, he would have made it by now. Mm. Yeah, it's same here. I think. I do think he's a good player, but he's a good player for the championship. He wasn't. Maybe. He's not as good for. Um, uh, he's not that level that we need. And he's about, what is he now? 23, 22, something like that, at least. Um, so he's the oldest, I think, out of all of the centre backs that we've got really on loan. And like Max said, if he had an impact, he would have made it. He would have stayed in, not gone out on loan. And I actually, when Everton won the Premier League title, kids division uh last season he actually cost us one of the goals i remember he misplaced the pass to one of the liverpool players and it was really shocking mm. from him so i'll stick the same i'll stick the same but i think it will it will be a choice of either browning or pennington it won't be both okay uh onyakuru uh he's been on loan at anderlecht i uh, had a pretty bad injury uh, Anderlecht thinks he needs surgery. Everton thinks he doesn't. Uh, Onyekuru uh, wants to play for Nigeria in the World Cup. Um, apparently, during the season when he was playing, he was getting goals, but the manager was not very impressed with him. Um, work permit issues. Like? Uh, yeah, it, it, apparently he just hasn't. He doesn't have the all the qualifications to get a work, work permit. I'm going to say 80. percent I think talent wise, he would be in the first team, no doubt. Oh yeah, but I think that. there's there's a percentage you have to knock him back because we don't know if he plays World Cup, then he'll be with us next season. Yeah, definitely. I That's think it's just that that, it's that work permit obstacle, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Um, again, I, I'm I'm not in the know particularly with um, the state of it, but Me I just I do. He's a very talented player for his age, and I feel like he will be of, of use to the first team. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll go with the same. I'll probably say about seventy five. Just work permit being an issue, injury being an issue. I think. Um, plus, as well, I'm going to throw in a bit one. Uh, who would he come in to replace at the minute? Because Walcott's doing really well. Uh, you've got Tosin, Nias, Calvert Lewin. If Sandro was to come back, he wouldn't be able to come into the striker role then. Uh, Luckman comes back in. Uh, Sigurdsson looks to be doing really well there. So he's got a few players you know in the pecking list above him mm. so he will be involved but whether he'll get as many first team minutes as he does for Anderlecht will be another issue so I think 75. I think he would get so many more minutes than a Balassi or you know what I mean oh, like, he would be I, I, he's just he's an electric player uh, I'm not completely sold on his attitude because I've heard some weird stuff about him um, right so uh, Harry Charsley at Bolton not getting many minutes at all. I'm gonna say eight percent. He, yeah, you know, no comment really on him. I yeah. don't know much. All I know is he looked solid when we played uh, at Apollon. Oh. So, yeah, he played well, but I feel like it just battered the under twenty threes for him. I think. Yeah, and he was playing out of position in that game too. So, um, interesting one that's been in the news recently: Colum Connolly 
at Ipswich. Uh, it's been a pretty good loan for him. He's gotten good 100%, minutes. I'd say not playing the 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 outside back as much as he's lately. He's been playing a lot of center, defensive mid, and I think people have liked him. I know in the beginning he was looking really good for them, um, and he recently came out and did an interview saying he's really happy there. Uh, he's been he's had a good time, and he hasn't had that much support from Everton as much as he would like, which I found interesting. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say 25% that he comes back to play with the first team. I think he could have been useful this season a lot, but I'm wondering if his relationship with Everton has been strained by yeah. the lack of support. So I'd say five. I'd say five just because, like you said, he's got barely any connections now, and he looks to be enjoying his football there, and he has said, hasn't he, that it's a possibility he'll stay there beyond this season. So I think I think five, really. All right. You good, Max? Yeah. All right. Uh, Joe Williams at Barnsley. Um, that loan appears to be going very well. Um, yeah. He's had some accolades this season, actually. Uh, there's one particular goal earlier in the season that was wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Um, the only thing that I think holds Joe Williams back is not really a position of need. Mm. Um, mm. So I'm going to say 30%, despite the fact that I think he is a young player with potential. But yeah. we we get rid of those all the time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd love for him to be a part of it. I just wonder if it's too clogged. I'd- yeah, I'd say I'd say probably ten percent, just because of the positions he's got. Mm. I think he should stay out a bit longer at Barnsley, just because he's doing so well there and getting plenty of experience. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think that just tends to be a, a common theme within the Premier League. To be honest, younger mm. English players find minutes and play well in the lower league sides. Well, you know, it, it's not against the foreign players because you know it, it is what it is. But it just seems to be the way the league the, the league has gone, and it, mm. it, it makes it harder for the younger English players. Mm. Uh, so these last three are not getting many minutes where they are. Probably don't okay. need to give a, a, a big comment here. Lewis Gray okay. at Carlisle United, not getting many minutes. I'm going to say 1% possibility that he comes back to play with the first team. Uh, mm. Boris Mathis at Northampton, uh, not getting many minutes. I'd say 2% chance he comes back in place with the first team. A little bit higher, but not much. I, I'm just being so arbitrary with these percentages. And, and last, you going three percent on the last one? No, no, I'm going back to one percent for Sam Byrne mm. at Dundalk. Uh, he's oh, played oh. nine minutes. He's not getting much time in Ireland. So that's every single player we have out on loan. Every I can't find any others. So uh, that, that was a bit. We we just talked too too friggin' much. <laughs> we have too many opinions. You guys stop thinking things, please. I mean, good gosh. Freedom of speech and all that, isn't it? Yeah. We don't believe in that here in America. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I guess that's it for our Players Out on Loan segment. So we're, we're going to have a Remember Me segment. You know, every once in a while, we like to hearken back to yesteryear and uh, talk about a player who no longer plays with us. I almost said a player who's no longer with us, 
but that would be really misleading and dark. So, guys, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, guys, uh, this is a player who may have even been useful for us this season, ironically enough. Uh, this is a, a 20, 28-year-old left back from Costa Rica who we acquired from Copenhagen for – apparently it was an undisclosed fee, but uh, on another website I saw it was about 4.5 million euros. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, I'm clearly talking about Brian Oviedo. Mm. All right? Um I've got good memories of Oviedo for the most part, except for that awful memory when he got injured. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It was horrifying. Yeah, heartbroken against for the guy. Stevenage. Against yeah. Stevenage in the cup, I feel yeah. like that really. Um, that was the, the 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 start of the downward spiral of, yeah. uh, of his Everton career. Because I always thought, you know, for a second choice left back, I thought I thought he was in. Um, Quality above above the usual standard of you, of you standing left back. I thought he was a, actually a very good player. You know, he did come up with some. I mean, particularly that goal against United was um, a very memorable win. But um, and I, I know he scored a great goal against Stoke as well. But um, you know, he, he was a goal getter. He had a good left foot. He, oh, he, oh, have you have you seen that um, one he just scored for Sunderland recently as well? Yeah, he scored the outside rocket, of the yeah. box. Yeah, he, he endeared himself greatly to the fans. Um, he made the most of Twitter, uh, to say the least. <laughs> but um, yeah, not, not but fun, fun memories of Brian. Really, he was he, he was a great lad, and um, you know I'm sure he's got nothing but um, happy times at Everton. Apart from that horrific life break, but um, yeah, all the best for him. Yeah, I I respect him really highly, and I think he's he's one of those that Everton fans I'm sure would would probably be happy to have back but he's I personally think he's quality he's absolute quality and what he's done for us as well especially with the goal side of it and coming in memories of him being able to run down the flank a few times as well quality absolutely missing him as well so um you know, I have some stats uh he had 29 league appearance for, appearances for us, seven FA Cup appearances, seven League Cup appearances, two other, I'm assuming that might be Europa League. Yeah, uh, I think so. So uh, he had two goals for us. Obviously, we mentioned them. You mentioned them. Uh, the one against Stoke and the one against Man United. That's my best memory for Oviedo, uh, you know, that goal against United. Uh, I mean, we won 1-0. No, yeah. we won 1-0. Yeah, see what I'm smashing doing there. Gra- smashing grab. Smashing grab. It was so nice. Um, he actually had a total of over his over the years. He had 11 assists for us, which I actually thought it was going to be a higher number than that. Believe it or not, um, but his uh, uh, 013, 014 that year, that season, he had uh, six assists that season. I think that was probably the year he really looked solid for us. Yeah. Um, we uh, sold him to Sunderland in January of 2017. Again, undisclosed, but uh, probably around 2.5 million euros is what I've heard. Um, 35 league appearances since then for Sunderland. He's played a lot for them. Two cup appearances. He's had two goals, four assists this season. And you mentioned the one really strong one. According, there's a the website I'm getting these stats from is whoscored.com, and he's the highest-ranking Sunderland player on there. Now, that comes with the caveat that Sunderland are not strong this season. 
but yeah. Mm. Um, but he's he's done he's done well for them this season, you know, and he's been pretty consistent, and he hasn't had injury issues. I remember um, he plays he played uh, Costa Rican national team, and uh, so I they're in Concacaf with the U.S. So I saw yeah. him play a decent amount, and it was I was always conflicted because I liked him so much. But I could not – so I was, like, pulling for him to do well when we played them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just a, he was just a solid little player. But then after his leg break, I know he was really – it was a World Cup year. Yeah. And so he was working so hard to get back for World Cup. And there was that video that was posted on Instagram or in, Twitter or something. Yeah, with him riding the bike. And everybody's like, oh, what a badass. That's awesome. And then it came out shortly after that that he wasn't going to make it. So it wasn't going to be ready. Stop. Yeah. yeah um, but, yeah, so, uh, so guys, do we think Oviedo currently has found his level? Yeah. With yeah. I, I, well, as I say, I, I really do recall that leg break as being, you know, a, the, the, the game changer for, for his career because I feel like, you know, uh, that aside, he would have gone on to be a really good left back and, Arguably, even the replacement for Leighton Baines, but it, it, what happened happened, and mm-hmm. I, do, I do feel like it did set him back physically and technically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like he's at his level. Yeah, I think I would have loved for him to stay and really gone for it, but obviously, I think Sunderland is the right place for him. I think he's found it. He's found where he can be really consistent and. I wish him nothing but the best, and I think he'll actually. Am I right in saying he's he should be going to Costa Rica? Shouldn't? Uh, oh no, wait, are Costa Rica in the World Cup? Yes. Yeah, so he will be going World Cup. Oh, Everybody's anyway. in the World Cup, Edward. Everyone, oh. everyone except oh. my country. <laughs> Step away. Yeah. So, but so yeah. Jerry, what's your opinions on Brian? Over here? <laughs> Stop it! Uh, but, but I think I think there's a possibility he could be in the World Cup. Um, I I, th- I think they'll have him. They might have him starting at this point. He's been consistent. Yeah. Um, they did have other players step up and fill fill his gap while he was injured and while he was out. Um, I don't know, guys. I think he may be a little deserving of a of stronger squad than Sunderland right now. Mm. Um, I think I could foresee him, but I do think championship is his level, but maybe higher in the championship, mm. um, you know, with a team that's chasing a playoff spot. Uh, I think he's a little bit str- – because right now Sunderland are just struggling. And uh, I-, I could see him leaving Sunderland at the end of the season. Yeah. You know? Um, so just to, just to get the opportunity of possibly playing Premier League later on. Because um, yeah. honestly, I think we all thought that if Leighton Baines left, we would be we'd, we would have been okay with him starting in Premier yeah. League for us. Yeah. Before his injury, he plugged in and he looked good. Yeah. You know, he wasn't he wasn't perfect defensively. There were a couple things he could he could still work on. Moving but going forward, he was so good. Yeah. Um, I was surprised. Well. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It takes you a while to get over those those bad injuries. Sometimes you never get over them. Um, yeah. but it's awesome. He's, he's figured it out. He's doing well. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Do I think there's a slight chance we could one day see him in the premier league again? Yeah. Yeah. Not with us. Would we yeah. want to see him in the premier league again? Of course. Of course. Because he was a nice guy too. You know, oh, yeah. he's, he's a great guy. 
I mean, did you, did you guys did you guys meet him? Several times. Yeah. <laughs> I got a photo with him as well. He's lovely. He was lovely to speak to as well. Him and Rob was together. I've cleaned his boots. Ooh. Hold on. on his on his boots. You all like this one, Jerry? On his boots, Tim Howard the USA USA. <laughs> that is hilarious, actually. That is really funny. It all it almost cancels out the searing <laughs> anger that I have. The, mis- the misery. You guys are like, yeah, I, w- I went to preschool with Oviedo growing up. It was crazy. Hey, you got you got you know a friend of Glenn Murray, so that is that is pretty big in itself. It's not the same, Edward. It's not the same. <laughs> Uh, so, anyway, uh, anything else we want to say about Oviedo besides the fact that y'all have like secret handshakes with him and shit? <laughs> I mean, anything? Uh, All the best, Brian. Hope to see you in the Premier League sometime. Yeah, too. I'd like. I'd love to see him come back because I want him to start and get that great reception that he, he knows he'll get. Yeah, because I think yeah, Sunderland when he. Even when he was like just literally warming up on the side of the pitch, everyone was applauding him, which was beautiful to see. So I'd like to see him back. R- really quick, would y'all have had him back this season? Oh yeah, no. no. To fill in really? if Baines got hurt. No, I, 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 no, I genuinely think the aspirations at left back should have been higher, and we should have we should have been chasing Joe Bryan. Oh, I totally agree with that. I'm just saying. If, would you rather have Oviedo than any other left back on our roster besides Leighton yes, Baines? Yes, yes. That was that was kind of my. It, it's kind of funny how we sold him like a little while before we needed him again. You know. Mm, yeah. But that's just poor that's planning. Just that's that's Evan. That's poor planning by Kuman and by Walsh. Mm, Kuman really yeah. thought that Cuco Martina was was his backup for left back. I don't. I don't. Hey, he is the greatest player of all time. What are you talking about? Hey, hey, Cuco Martina has proved proven that he is better than we thought. Yeah. He definitely. he still shouldn't be a starter in the Premier League at left back, but he's better than we thought. <laughs> uh, I guess that's it for our Brian Oviedo Remember Me seg- segment. Also, that wraps, up, wraps us up for the big show, the podcast. The pod people out there, uh, if you've been listening... Uh, thank you. Please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast. Rate it if you can. And if you want to give us a really sweet review, that would just be, you know, just kind. Also, check out uh, check out Edward's YouTube channel, Jam E James. Details are below. Uh, check out uh, Max's stuff on the Toffee Blues website. Lots of Some analysis good there. Uh, what was that? Good scribbles. Yes, writing. That's true. That's very true. Um, uh, also check out just the Toffee Blues website period there are other stories other pieces other than Max's so after you read all of Max's then you read like David's and you read everybody else's there's just so much stuff guys uh, check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter Facebook Instagram that's all I have no more plugging I'm out of breath plus I'm almost out of memory card hey timed it perfectly <laughs> so uh, you guys uh, thanks so much for for Edward for Max, for me, much love to you. We're done talking now. Bye. Adios.